Good morning. It is Monday, February 1st, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. I hope you had a great weekend. Here we are already at another Monday, another week, another month, just trying to be faithful to what it means to be a child of God. I hope you're hungry for the word and are thirsty to drink at the well of living water today. Let me read our passage for us. I'll pray, and then we will dive right into it. This is Mark chapter 3, verses 7 through 12. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea and from beyond the Jordan and from around Tyre and Sidon. When the great crowd heard all that he was doing, they came to him. And he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they crush him. For he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. And he strictly ordered them not to make him known. Let's pray together. Lord God, you are the well of living water, and we have come to drink this morning. Please fill us with your word as we start our day, our week, and our month. This is our prayer. Amen. All right, my friends. Well, today starts our fifth week in the book of Mark. Four full weeks already looking at this book and today's passage feels to me like Mark is using this small section to kind of summarize the story so far. He's catching up those who might have dozed off for the first part of the story, I guess. So let's look at what he's telling us. The first thing Mark tells us is that Jesus was being followed by a great crowd. And they are coming from all over Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, beyond the Jordan, around Tyre and Sidon. They are coming all over the place to see Jesus. Jesus has amassed a huge following very quickly, all coming to see what he was doing. And as if Mark wasn't already doing enough to convey the amount of people who were in this crowd, he adds the detail that Jesus actually tells his disciples to prepare a boat lest they be crushed by the crowd. And the crowds are coming for one reason. Jesus was performing miracles. The passage says that he was healing many and all that had diseases were pressing around him just to touch him. And as you're listening to this, I hope you're cringing a little, or at least are a bit uncomfortable. And the reason I say that is that the people are drawing towards Jesus to see him do what he has not come to do. Okay, sure, Jesus is the great physician and in him is no darkness. So He has the power to heal, and he has the power to cast out demons. But we know from Mark chapter 1 verse 15, and in several other passages already, that Jesus' primary ministry is to teach and preach. And that's what Mark has stopped to tell us here. It's like an intermission of sorts in this gospel. Are we catching what Mark is trying to get us to catch? People are coming to Jesus but not to hear what he has to teach them. And Jesus wants to move on. He wants to get away. He is under tremendous pressure from these crowds. 
These people want something from Jesus, but they don't want the greatest gift of all, the gift that Jesus is offering to them in his teaching. My friends, as we go today, let's pause just like Mark is pausing the story here. He's giving us the story so far, and I believe it's for the purpose of giving us, the readers, the chance to stop and meditate on what is going on. Jesus came to do many things, but primarily he came to do one thing. Even now, as we are 2,000 years removed from this story in Mark, do we continue reading this book without noticing the one thing that Jesus has made his mission? As Mark continues to unfold, he will not stop driving this point home, and we would be fools to miss this. I was thinking this weekend about how foolish these crowds were, that they settled for healing when they could have had life for eternity. And then I thought, there's a good chance that I would have been right there with them. Oh, my friends, do we approach Jesus only for what we can get out of him? Or do we fall before his feet because of what he has already done for us? As we close today, let's pray for some good friends of mine who are serving as missionaries in Papua New Guinea. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we come to your word today and every day, but especially today, oh Lord, help us not to miss what we have seen so far. It really does seem like Mark is trying here to stop us from moving on in the story before considering what has happened already. Jesus has come on the scene. He has been baptized. You have said to him that you are pleased in him. He says, Behold, the kingdom is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And then the first thing he does is enter the synagogue and teach. Oh God, help us see that. We want many things from you, Lord, just like the crowds. We all have our personal issues and things that need healing. But, oh God, let us not miss the greatest gift of all that you have given us. Let us not, but, oh God, let us not miss the greatest gift of all that you have given us. The gift of salvation that wipes us from the greatest disease of all, sin. Oh Father, what a gift you have offered freely to us. Help us not to miss this. Father, I pray for my good friends who are serving in Papua New Guinea right now, an island untouched by COVID, just in their little village, working on construction projects, building schools, helping people build their homes. Father, I pray for my friends who left everything here in the States, brought their kids, their teenage kids to a foreign country to learn a new language, just to offer them the gift that we see here in Mark. Oh Lord, bless their ministry. This is our prayer today. Call your people out of Papua New Guinea. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.